1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your
2: free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. So on Monday, we get hit with a double banger, a double bagger about Mac Jones. First, there's a piece at masslive.com from Mark Daniels. And boy, my first takeaway in general was between the piece put together by Andrew Callahan and Doug Kide. And now Mark Daniels, uh, that was at the Herald, and this was at MassLive.com. There sure were an awful lot of people on the Patriots. Like, we spoke to multiple Patriot sources. They're sure either it's the same people over and over again, or there were a lot of people that were super uncomfortable and were dying to get some tales of this dysfunctional season off their chest, which is kind of how I like to sort of, like, view or frame this. But there was the Mark Daniels piece at MassLive, detailing the three-year downfall of Mac Jones going from Savior to Pariah in Foxborough and Pats Nation, uh, how the relationship with he and Belichick fell apart and what could have been and what ultimately came to be. And then there's a podcast, Tommy Curran's Patriots Talk podcast. He speaks with Joe Dickinson, the longtime QB coach of Mac Jones. I, I got to tell you, I had never heard of this guy before, but interesting how he just sort of like, emerges from the woodwork or obscurity just in time to share some tales, uh, of what he went through with Mac Jones and what he ultimately wanted. Um, my, I think the thing that caught me off guard the most was actually on the pod current speaking with Dickinson and that Mac Jones is QB coach. You know, he went through the tough coaching in high school. He got coached up by Saban. He and Belichick were good after the first year. McDaniels can be notoriously difficult on people. That after McDaniels left and went to Vegas, Joe Dickinson told Mac Jones and his agent, ask for a trade. You need to get out of here.
3: So is yeah. Where I, I did didn't you buy that? I,
2: I mean, I do buy it
3: depending on the time. If it was after it became clear that Patricia and Judge were running the offense late spring somewhere in there, then mm-hmm. yes because I think you and I joked about it I would ask for a trade I mean it was a, it was an experiment as Robert Kraft called don't don't have experiment with my life my career as I continue to say they submarined a 250 million dollar contract for Mac Jones they he was on track on course for a quarter of a billion dollars and now he is toxic damaged goods I don't even know how you describe him but he sure as shoot ain't getting 250 million dollars no
2: He's not a franchise quarterback. What he is no. now, sadly, is a reclamation project.
3: Which, and you know, he can paint to Baker Mayfield and others. Jared Goff. Like, you can still pull your bootstraps on or whatever if people still have boots with straps and no one does. I don't know why you yeah, have Yeah, do, yeah,
2: boots. do. I, I thought we all have, like, those shoes, like, Kizzix or Skechers where you can just, like, step right in yeah, and you don't have to lace them up. So yeah,
3: slide yeah. your comfortable walkers on and go <laughs> find another place to be successful. But, no, I do. I'm assuming the timing was after... This guy, Joe Dickinson, who's uh-huh. an older dude, which I liked that too, as he brings age into it later, talking about how Belichick and the relationship and all that. Right. But if the, I'm guessing it was when it became evident, holy crap, they're gonna, they're gonna make a special teams coach your personal coach and a defensive coach the play caller. You're porked. Get the hell out of there. That place is a poop show. That place is a disaster waiting to happen, and you're gonna be at the center of the disaster. You're gonna ball.
2: You one of your strongest takes of two thousand twenty two, which I know you caught an absolute, hey, ha- like hailstorm, a maelstrom of what else is new? Anger, I know. What else? Right? Uh, it, it rinse, rise, repeat, grind, and Andy takes crap from people on Twix and then argues with them while he's waiting in line for a pizza on a Friday night. Nothing um, better. One of yours. St- <laughs> one of your strongest takes last year was. And you defended it to the hilt. I appreciate. I, I I'll say I'd, I admire this. I you stuck to your proverbial gun there, guy. You said if Bill Belichick, if Bill Belichick was waiting for for Bill O'Brien to become available and thought, oh, I know, I'll just I'll just put in my buddy Matt Patricia because he can be a placeholder offensive coordinator, or if he really thought that he was the best option available, that that was a fireable offense. Yeah. To which people took such offense and umbrage my God screw you heart what is the vendetta what did Belichick ever do to you so what did he do to you I yeah and ultimately like as we're come as we're coming to see this really may have been the worst decision in Patriots history Belichick's coaching career and in the young career of Mac Jones like the da- like the 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 fallout from the Patricia coordinator debacle continues to trickle through Pats Nation.
3: Yes. And so Alex Hay chimes in, says Bill broke Mac, then used Mac as a scapegoat for his own failures. I think he may have attempted to do that, but I will say when I said it was a fireball offense, I didn't know it might end Bill's career, which is the next step in that because he doesn't have a job. (laughs) Although we do have Schefter throwing out, huh, you know. People think that those two jobs are going to go to uh, Dan Quinn in Seattle and and Ben Johnson in Washington. I right. wouldn't bet on it. At least one of them, I don't think, will be the way you think it's going to be. And Belichick's still out there, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, mm-hmm. but I'd also say I do think we have a little bit of a um, revisionist history tour going on. Max stinks. Ah. Mac has stunk for two years. Mac has been part of the problem, not part of the solution. I don't know the blame pie. We don't have time for that today. That's a talk radio four-hour, you know, Adam Jones masterpiece. But Mac has not been good.
2: Mac had no. tried to do too much, which weirdly—well, where does that come from, though? Because there was no great being quarterback. quarterback.
3: Being a bad, because Bill O'Brien was telling him, "Listen, he—if you believe Mark Daniels." Mm-hmm. And I believe Mark Daniels. I think he reports what is told to him. So the source could lie, but the source is real. Mm-hmm. If you believe Mark Daniels, Bill O'Brien at some point this year even said, listen, I know it's a poop show around you. You just control you. You do what's right. And if it doesn't succeed, that's on others. That's on me. That's on the line. That But you do what." And he couldn't do that. He couldn't just do what was right. He tried to do too much. We saw that. We said it eating, live at right. the time. Yeah, like we, we said it, it like live. Fifty it, times sources. this year, we didn't. We didn't need sources. He tried to do too much, um, but part of that is Mac. A part of this is on Mac. He also, I'm sorry, he's rubbed enough people the wrong way. He's a yeah. dink. He's a dink behind the scenes. He can be a dink. He rubbed Belichick the wrong way, and as much as that's on Bill, and I blame Bill, Mac has a role in that. Like you get to choose how you manipulate relationships with others, even if they're tough to get along with even if whatever you choose whether you make the issue worse or you do things to make the the relationship better and I don't think Mac did anything to make the relationship better along the way and you know Tom Curran was on this the middle of last not this past season the season before that his quote and I actually asked him I did the interview live myself on our station Mm -hmm. I asked him to clarify it just to make sure he was saying what he wanted to say Mac Jones made an enemy of the head coach.
2: I remember it distinctly.
3: And I think he was right. I think he made an enemy of the head coach. Now they had their ebbs and flows and maybe they tried to repair the relationship and not hate each other, whatever. But well, I think it went, it, was done.
2: it went so well that by the time that Bill Belichick, according to Mark Daniels, benched Mac Jones this year. And the, the guy needed a benching, whether or not you want to talk about what you consider the worst NFL pass you ever saw thrown, which was the oh, whoa, whoa. interception of in Germany. Stinger.
3: He had a stinger that nobody knew about. That was embarrassing. That's embarrassing. If you have a something so bad that you're going to blame the pass on it, then people should know about it. And if no one knows about it. Or, or go to the bench. If
2: you can't feel your effing right arm and you're a right-handed quarterback, sit down.
3: That was BS. That was absolute BS. That was excuse-making. At its best, right there, and I don't know who did it, why did it, anything, and I'm not yelling at Mark Daniels for reporting it. If people tell you something, then write it. I, I have no problem. Yeah. But that's excuse making at its worst. You can stay, take your stinger and shove it up your ass. That was a horrific throw.
2: It was a Well, it was I a t-
3: Threw that ball left handed and made a better throw,
2: Andy. That to me, to me, that pass and that whole sequence right there is the downfall of Mac Jones. In like, just like you know, like, hey, Siri, show me the downfall of Mac Jones in one play from his three years with the Patriots. It's that play because he's got happy feet. He's falling backwards. Supposedly his right, he can't feel his right shoulder or his right arm. Vadarian Lowe gets beat like a drum and you've got some, you know, Colts edge rusher steaming towards him. And then he backfoots it and soft arms it, misses Gesicki by a good seven, eight yards. Like everything about that sequence was terrible. He's throwing to somebody that, you and I didn't think was going to be that much of a difference maker, but we're told was going to be a touchdown machine with his hyper athletic prowess. We're watching the worst offensive line in the NFL do exactly what should happen when Vidarian Lowe is playing left tackle on an international stage, and Mac Jones is in his head, over processing and panics when the kid used to be just a competitive cucumber, and now he is an absolute unmitigated disaster. Like now he's he, I don't think you and I said on the post game show, and we had a fiery post game show that day as well. I remember we, um, we one hot. He 100% should have been benched after that. That should have been the end. Like, go sit out. Like we broke you. You broke you. We stink. You sink. There's, there's some, I hate
3: you. You hate me. Let's just go our separate ways. There is some
2: collective suck going on right now. Let us just play out the string, finish the season. And we'll give you a chance to make yourself either with a new coach here or somewhere else. Uh, Anyway, I highly recommend um, you know, obviously listen to Six Rings and Football Things first. But yeah. Tom E did a good job on the Pat Stock podcast with Dickinson, but especially read the Mark Daniels piece, which is still available. You can follow him at Twitter at By Mark Daniels, and of course, it's uh masslive.com. That piece uh was well traveled on Monday, January 29th. He actually Last- had a
3: typo in there, but I heard from a source that his Pointer finger was injured while typing, and that's the reason for the
2: typing. Oh, he had a he had a he had a uh,
3: an index stinger. Yeah, a stinger in his index finger. Yeah. Uh,
2: up, last bro. question: Do you think so? We know where well, we don't know much about the relationship between Gerard Mayo and Mac Jones. We know Mac showed up to the Mayo introduction in his workout clothes. Hard old move. Party so of where one. where did he get those? He cleaned out his locker. How could he? Have oh, that's right. Clothes? But his locker was cleaned out, and his teammates had had enough of him. Oh God, I'm so sick of all this. Um, so right. The article finishes up saying, obviously the Patriots are not expected to pick up the fifth year option for Mac Jones. Yeah. Over, over $20 million. That ain't happening. Uh, but, uh, it says that there's no immediate plan to move Mac Jones. However, if the right trade offer comes across their desk, uh, a trade offer, (laughs) any trade offer that he'll be gone. So you tell me, does Gerard Mayo give him a chance to possibly reclaim his job to compete for? Being that veteran starter, should they draft somebody high in the 2024 draft or is flat out he gone and it's going to be zapper, rookie, and some sort of, uh, you know, from Brissett to Russell Wilson to Garoppolo or whomever, some other sort of uh, veteran QB?
3: In my opinion, you cannot bring him back. Absolutely cannot bring him back. It just wouldn't work. Um, his attitude, his relationships, his experiences, that like I just even if you draft a quarterback to replace him, cause there's the weird mm-hmm. zappy Mac relationship, which was weird all along for two uh, years,
2: but relationship. Right.
3: But if you draft a new franchise quarterback, there's some part of Mac that still thinks he's a franchise quarterback that he still thinks he's the Patriots. I, I lived that life a couple years, you young whippersnapper. I know I was in your role. Watch out. They might, they might submarine you like yep. he can't be around. He can't be. So, the right trade offer is a trade offer. Anybody mm-hmm. willing to offer anything. Now, you can play this, you know, put it out there. Oh, we might not trade him to try to drum up interest or make people more forthcoming with what they'd be willing to. But I will be, I will be stunned. Much like I said, I'd be stunned if Bill Belichick were back as the head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be stunned if Mac Jones is in the New England locker room come May. Maybe a little Uh, later
2: than that. Definitely mm -hmm. by late July. I do not think he can be. Draft weekend is a perfect time to trade him. Draft weekend is a perfect time when people don't get the quarterback they want or realize they could use another veteran or maybe want someone to come in and compete. Perfect time to trade him. Maybe get a fourth rounder for Mac Jones if you can. Um, Are we going to Switzerland? Four four teams I'll put out there. Um, Hi from Switzerland. Good job, guys. Would love to have a beer with you. Hey, you know what, G? Thanks very much for checking in while we do this live I'd like fly. to go to Switzerland and have a I w- beer. I would love to have you a Swiss beer. Uh, sure. Hey, G, you yeah. buying? What I'm- up, G? <laughs> first round's always on Uncle Fitzie. Anyway, you know that. Um, not- we have to get there first. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Well, I'm no, happy to buy the beer. It's the plane tickets and the it's hotel. The play- it's the play- <laughs> um. So, all right, for uh, we got to talk OC search real quick before we wrap it up here. Um, I would say uh, four teams I could see being viable trade candidates for Mac Jones: San Francisco. Yep. Minnesota. Yeah. Um, I think new Orleans actually, because they do not have a QB of the future at all. And Derek Carr, it was far from uh, spectacular or franchise worthy this past year. And maybe, maybe, maybe like, why not Seattle? Seattle is going to need someone to come like drew lock. He's a Geno Smith. I think they wrote back drew lock. He's not a starter. Like mm-hmm. just send him in someplace. Send, Mac Jones would be good what you think Mac Jones could do any place in his fourth year without the fifth year option picked up as he looks to try to prove that he's worthy somewhere else competing with a rookie or another series of veterans. As long as there are weapons around, I think that would be a best case scenario for him. Don't send him someplace where there's offensive coordinator insecurity, a new coach who's trying to figure out what he's doing or some other sort of starter uh, incumbent veteran that's going to submarine him and put him in just as bad a situation as he was in before.
3: Let me throw another couple options out there. Just, and All I right. don't know whether they're good ones. I'm spitballing right. here. I just want to make ahead. it clear. I'm spitballing here. Ooh, Denmark chiming in flawed. Um, Bryce young in Carolina. Would that make any sense? Just cause they're boys and there might be a, um, uh, you wouldn't have the insecurity, I guess, because Bryce Young is the guy. Just throwing it out there.
2: Doesn't Bryce um, Young need to put his big boy pants on gr- uh, now that he's been definitely. thrown to the Lions and proverbial wolves?
3: Probably. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Houston with CJ Stroud, the way he's taken over that town. Obviously, Nick Casario um, has Patriot, Belichickian. They have names.
2: Ocean State, Mac Jones, and Mechanic Davis Mills.
3: I know. I'm just throwing names. All and right. I'm just replying. I don't discount the idea that he could be a third string quarterback somewhere i'm not necessarily sure he's a second string um i mean he finished this season as a third string emergency guy right they didn't tell Mm -hmm. him but that's where he actually finished he had to run it on twitter oh my god
2: how god how Um, dysfunctional with this season my god
3: but i will say this i've crapped all over mac jones for a portion of this podcast he is one of the best 96 quarterbacks on the planet i firmly believe that he is capable i think at his best He's borderline one of the top 32. He's between that, you know, 24 Mm -hmm. and 40 quarterbacks on the planet. He just needs to find the place to get right, to start over, change of scenery, that whole thing. Like he does. Bill said it. We always crap all over Bill, but Bill was right. He's shown the ability to play quarterback in the National Football League. (laughs) No truer thing has ever been said. I mean, my God,
2: Brady puts the house up for sale and uncouples from best buddies. And we're like, ah, he'll be back next year. He'll never leave. Even Belichick doesn't believe it. Duh. Follow the money. Read the writing on the wall. My God, it was right there all this time when Belichick said that. How did we all not already completely figure out that their relationship was garbage? completely trash and they needed to hit the reset button. Look, And
3: they'd both be better off if they'd gotten their way. All reports indicate at some point Bill wanted to trade Mac. Now he didn't go all in. I don't think he was vetoed, but I think he firmly thought he should consider trading Mac. And according to Joe Dickinson, they should have traded Mac. And I think we'd all be better off if they had traded Mac.
2: Completely. And if he didn't trade him after his rookie season, he should have traded him after his sophomore season and signed Baker Mayfield like he wanted which would have been a great stop? How Baker Mayfield would have played with these weapons versus obviously Godwin, Rashad White, Mike Evans, Kate Otten in Tampa? Who knows? But the reclamation of Baker Mayfield went so well; it got his offensive coordinator a head coaching job in Carolina. Good for Dave Cano. Good for Canales. And Baker Mayfield's probably going to get paid now. And Mac Jones is hoping just for some table scraps or an opportunity to play QB once again. All right. Speaking of coordinators, Andy, let's wrap it up here real quick. The coordinator search continueth. We have no C. No OC in New England. We have no idea who is going to be the play caller du jour in New England yet. They have interviewed 11. Three have taken jobs. We have a hateful or an elite eight, if you will. Um, We've got uh, Kubiak's and Getzies. We've got Flurries and we've got Kaylee's. Who do you believe? And no, this is not considering Josh McDaniels as well. I'm not going to I'm not going to light the world on fire if he comes back for a chat or that that name gets floated again. I would like something new and fresh just because I'm looking for a page one rewrite of the New England Patriots. And I don't mind if they struggle as they try to find their footing and make their offense more contemporary. I'm fine if Nick Cayley gets the job because he was here. There's familiarity, maybe just a touch or a splash of McVay. That's fine. Uh, I I can't tell you much about everyone. I don't know if Tanner Engstrand, who's supposed to be the new offensive coordinator with the Lions, should Ben Johnson take either the Seahawks or the commander's job, which, by the way, Boomer Esiason, if Ben Johnson doesn't take the commander's job, you got to get out of the head coach prediction business because he'll be 0 for 2. He said Belichick to the Falcons was a done deal. Whoops. And now he's saying, he said last week, Ben Johnson, like it's already done. They'll just announce it after championship Sunday. Well, we're waiting. Uh, So I don't know enough about these guys to tell you, like, that's who it should be or he's the future or let's go this way. Do you have a feeling on any of these eight? And will anyone else come in the door? This
0: episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.
3: I'm tainted here because I thought you should have given the job to Nick Caley two years ago. And I think butterfly effect would have been massive for Mac Jones, Bill Belichick and the entire Patriots organization. Mm-hmm. Um, you chose not to do that. He is now a better candidate, having spent time with Sean McVay and whatever you want to take from that.
2: Zach Robinson yeah.
3: offense and mm-hmm. everything that goes into it. Um, so I, I think it's Nick Caley's job to lose. But I certainly don't feel great about any of this. Like when you can't make this decision and other people are deciding to go elsewhere and you didn't even offer them the job, what it like, this is, I tweeted it the other day. There's a fine line between due diligence and you can't find anybody to take slash give the job to. And I think we're right on the fine line between due diligence has gone wrong. And now you just got to find an effing coordinator. Cause guess what? The shrine bowl is happening. The senior bowl is happening. Like, you need to have a direction. What are we doing offensively? What kind of players are we looking for? Where mm-hmm. how are we filling out our assistant coaching staff? We got to give this guy a shot, whether he gets to hire the assistants or not. We got to give Mayo and the offensive coordinator a shot to bring in good support staff. We saw last year it didn't work when the staff was not a cohesive unit working together under Bill O'Brien and Bill Belichick. So Pooper, get off the pot and find somebody. Give somebody the damn job. Just give it to Nick Cayley. Is it that goddamn
2: hard? He- and if he stinks, guess what? Get rid of him after a year. That's fine cool. because all these other guys will have a year's more experience and maybe the Kubiak's and Engstrans and whatnot will be better candidates or some new ones will emerge. Who knows? Or but somebody will get quit. canned that you can bring in as an offensive coach. Right. Like, uh, F it. At that point, you could fi- uh, find find a Frank Reich or someone else who's looking for one more kick at the can. Whatever. Just fine. hire somebody. But Make yeah, like so that- the East West Shrine Bowl is Thursday night. The Senior Bowl is Saturday and you need somebody who's going to be able to like talk to like start putting together his staff and talk to these guys and not just look at a series of breakdowns that the Matt Groes and the Elliot Wolfs at all have put together like you need to go in there confidently scouting like this is the kind of receiver like one of those guys that I think you and Kyrie and Catholic were talking about on Monday's 6 rings Washington the receiver from USC who could be like a slot receiver of the future oh, a for the few of
3: those slots I'm interested in yeah, yeah. Isaiah Williams from Illinois. There's a, there's a couple slot guys, but you're right. Are we going to focus on this? Like, I want a guy, that famous video making the rounds of Les Sneed and Sean McVay talking about Puka Nakua and saying, mm-hmm. this guy is perfect for our offense. He can block. He's run after the catch. And they go out and get him in the fifth round, and guess what? He's perfect for the offense. Well, right now, who's making those decisions? Who's seeing these targets? And not saying the guy's a first-round pick, but saying, for what I want to do as an offensive guy, that mid to late round pick is perfect. Mm -hmm. You don't have anybody that can make those decisions and see that information right now.
2: And they're doing it for the defense because, you know, Mayo, defensive specialist, coached on the defensive side for five years. DeMarcus Covington, been around for seven, had a chance to coach at the Senior Bowl and the East-West Shrine Bowl. Now he is your defensive coordinator. And Steve Belichick may very well, depending on what goes on with his dad, make his way back and be a defensive assistant and the assistant head coach as well. That's on lock. I'm not worried about the defense. I need to know. We need to know. We'd love to see the direction. Like, pick a lane. Like, is it going to be McVeigh? Is it going to be Shanahan? Are you going to look like them? a
3: masshole driver right now? Their blinker's not on. They're all over the road. They don't know if they're taking the exit, swerving, flicking across. a butt, taking a call, drinking a dunk. Seriously. Like, pick, a lane. pick a lane and freaking drive. And I don't care how fast you go, but pass a few people and get to where you need to go.
2: Damn it. Well, hopefully, by the time we check back in on Thursday, a decision will have been made. You make sure that you give us a follow at Six Rings Pod. He's at Jumbo Hard. I'm at Fitzy GFY. And, of course, at Mike Cadillac, always on top of the beat, bringing you the latest and greatest from Patriots Nation and beyond. All right. We should be back Thursday with Matt Light, former New England Patriot great, three-time Super Bowl champion, Patriots Hall of Famer. We'll be checking in with us uh, as he does every couple of months or so. He's got something to promote we could use a veteran voice. It's kind of a beautiful marriage of convenience as always here on Six Rings. And like I said, next week, we'll have tons of guests. It'll be a Super Bowl. Excuse me. Are we allowed? Yeah, we can call it the Super Bowl. We don't have to go big Yeah, Yeah, we're not selling anything, though. Uh, Big Super Bowl week, we'll talk. (laughs) We ain't selling nothing. Although we could probably use a little soap to wash out our filthy mouths. Thank you guys for listening, as always, to the Six Rings and Football Things podcast brought to you by... FanDuel Sportsbook. We are a presentation of WEEI Odyssey and 2400 Sports. For Heart. this is Fitz. Thanks for listening, everybody. Take care of yourselves. Viva football. Good day. God bless. And as always, you pets.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive.